Welcome to the Bridge to God's Word podcast with Carla Unseth, a linguistic consultant for missionaries working in Bible translation. We invite you to visit us at www.bridgetogodsword.org to learn more about Carla's ministry. Now, here's linguistic consultant Carla Unseth. This is Carla Unseth with Building a Bridge to God's Word, and we are finally back with our podcast. I know that it's been quite a while. The last podcast I recorded for you, I was actually in Africa, and now we have returned. So while we were there, I was working on some podcasts to show you a little bit about the translation process, a little bit about what it was actually like to be in our translation sessions And I didn't get them finished while we were there, and it's taken me a while to get back into it since we got back, but now I wanted to share with you a little bit about those translation sessions. So just to give you some context, I wanna start by reminding you a little bit of what the translation process itself is like. So the very first thing that we do in translation is drafting, and we actually have our local teammates do a draft. And then the second thing that we do is exegetical checking. So as a team, we look through together and we compare it with the original Hebrew and Greek. We compare with other translations. And basically we work together to say, does this rough draft accurately reflect the scriptures, what it's trying to say? So we work through it together and work through it multiple times. Do a first pass, do a second pass, as many as it takes to get it really good. Then after that, we take the translation out to local people and read it to them and discuss it with them and make sure that it is clear, make sure that it sounds natural. Go back, of course, and revise after that. Make sure that the translation, all those changes have been added into the translation. And then after that, we have an outside consultant come in who looks at the translation and once again goes back to the Hebrew and Greek and says, is this, is there anything else that they can see that would make the text more accurate, that would make it more clear, that it would make it more natural? So that's a little bit of what the translation process is like. While I was in Africa, a lot of what we were doing was that second step, that exegetical checking step. And we're actually at different phases in that in different books. So, for example, we were working on the book of Matthew, but in that book we had done multiple exegetical checks already, so it was nearly ready to show to a consultant. But then we also were working on the book of Romans, and in Romans, we were right at the beginning. So someone had just done the draft. It hadn't been looked through at all yet. So it was that first pass through Romans. So I wanted to give you a little glimpse into our translation sessions. So why don't you join me in the translation office? Couleur à ceux qui, par ambition personnelle, sont rétracteurs et la vérité. So what you're hearing now is our team already at work. We have three translators who I'll call Abraham, Sam, and Peter. They're working with Marty, who's our head expat translator, and we are at the city office. This office is actually in Marty's house. It's just a small back room. 
it, the walls are painted white. It has a sliding door to the outside. We keep the door open for airflow, so we hear lots of outside noises. Birds chirping, babies crying, occasionally a chicken. The room also doubles as a sewing room and has the washing machine. Normally, we go through the text verse by verse, so each day we pick up where we left off the day before. But on this particular day, Marty's had a request from our consultant to look at a particular key term, and that is the wrath of God. I had gotten a note from John about the, the wrath of God, mm -hmm. the just punishment of sin. Mm -hmm. I wrote down the references at that passage, and it might be good to go back and, and hit those. Okay. Make them consistent. Mm -hmm. It's at the note is at Matthew seven, Matthew three seven. Okay. J'ai oublié quelque chose. Matthew trois sept. Marty is now explaining to the guys in French what the problem is that we're trying to address, and telling them where they can find the passage so that we can all get to the passage together. And once we're there, one of the translators begins by reading the passage in Baga. After we read the verse in Baga that's already been translated, we'll start to talk about what changes need to be made. So you heard Marty say dans le grec, which means in Greek. So he's discussing what the word was in Greek and then how we should say it in Baga. When the morning starts out, sometimes it's mostly Marty doing the talking. It takes a little time for our translators to get warmed up. But I always really love to see when they started to get really excited and involved in the text. Abraham, our oldest translator, was one of my favorite because he would get so excited about the meanings of words, and the meanings of Baga words, but even the meanings of French words. Here, you can hear him give an explanation of the difference between colère in French, which means anger, and fureur, which is like rage. And you can hear that he starts out giving an explanation and slowly he gets more and more animated. And even at one point you hear him push his chair back as he gets up to really explain what the difference is between these two words. Sintani. Sintani. Oui, comme le Satan. Uh -huh. Tu es là, tu es fâché, mais tu es fâché, tu parles, tu parles, mais euh, à, une, à un moment, ton interlocuteur te dit un mot qui encore augmente ta colère. Là, tu es va pour attaquer. Mm -hmm. C'est là, quand tu es va pour attaquer, c'est là la fureur de quelque chose. Mm -hmm. 
So our sessions would sort of begin to develop a rhythm of reading the verse and then thinking. So there was some time of silence, then getting into more discussion. Often Marty will give a suggestion for a rewording and then our local translators help him to sort of craft it into good baga. And then we often would just sit and wait while Marty would type and type a note in. So it kind of was, was a rhythm of reading, quiet, discussion, and then typing a note and then moving on to the next verse. But even with our rhythm, we had interruptions. Our translators got phone calls. People came to ask Marty questions. And another big interruption was technical difficulties. We spent a lot of time trying to get our technology to work together. <laughs> We're lining up jobs for you, Carla. Here, Tina had come in to ask me a question about her computer, and Abraham took the opportunity to ask me a question about his phone, which unfortunately I couldn't fix. <laughs> um, I'm not the most tech-savvy person, but I was happy that I could use what skills I had to help our team while I was there on the ground. But no matter what the distractions were, we always got back to the text, back to the verses that we were working on. I have to admit that there were some days that it was boring, some days where we did a lot of just sitting and waiting and thinking. Uh, but there were other days where we had amazing discussions, where we talked so in-depth about the Bible and what it means, and I learned so much. Uh, but even on the boring days and on the days where we didn't get a lot done or, you know, we struggled through difficult issues, it was so good to get to the end of the day and know that whatever progress we made, no matter how small that progress was, no matter what progress we made, it was putting the Bible into the hands of the Baga people. And that is just so amazing to be thinking that the work that we are doing is giving these people God's word in their own language. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Building a Bridge to God's Word. I hope you've enjoyed this little peek into a translation session and what it's actually like. I hope that you'll join me again next time. I have some interviews with our translators that I'd like to share with you just so you can hear a little bit about their thoughts, their reflections on the translation process and how it has impacted their lives. So thank you so much for joining me and I hope to see you again next time on Building a Bridge to God's Word.